And welcome into yes. this week's episode of Around the ACL with Trey and the Professor Anthony Ayo. And I'm Jeff. Thanks so much for tuning in here as we wrap up the final Around the ACL episode of the year. Two, just two quick things. One, your guys' music is still way cooler than ours on Borderline. <laughs> like when I hear your guys' music, like, dude, I'm fired up. Like, I want to run through a wall for somebody. Like, I love that. I love that. And two, and two, I got a text message from Trey this morning, like desperately. He's like, dude, he's like, can you fill in? So, so you guys must have been way, way at the bottom of the list. Like, like everyone else must have said no. And they're they're like, well, all right, fine. Can we get Jeff? <laughs> yeah, I think you were like my, Give me a my 13th or 14th text 14th. message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because uh, that, that text message didn't come until about nine. So if you really wanted me, you would have you would have texted me probably about 7 a.m. this morning. But, well, it is uh, all my fault because normally we record on Mondays. It's Tuesday. So it was my fault because I was traveling back from a high school conference I was at this weekend. So I was traveling yesterday. So I was like, okay, normally if we need to move it, we just move it to the same time the next day. And then I got a message from Michelle. It's like, I can't make it that time. So then I was like, oh, well, now I'm in big trouble. So yeah. Yeah. So, so then you go through an entire list of names. Yes. They probably look I mean, something Stacey like this. Couldn't do it. And yeah. then the, the, yeah. the guy that was walking by the HQ 10 minutes ago, he couldn't do it. And, <laughs> <do> uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, Hey, regardless of how it happened, regardless of how it happened, I am so, uh, so honored to be on with you guys. Love your guys show, especially be the last one of the year. I hate Mish that couldn't make, uh, Mish couldn't make it, but, uh, Happy to be on with you guys. Miss you, brothers, man. I miss you guys. It, it seems like it's been a while, and uh, I can't wait to see you guys at Myrtle Beach and and at least be able to, to watch some college and high school action, which we will get to. We've got a ton to get to, college action, high school action, obviously a huge open. I love what's going on with the opens and all the competition we've seen so far. And, uh, and, and of course, we've got our top moments. It's kind of uh, it's kind of a holiday episode here of Around the ACL and kind of, uh, kind of a recap of 2023. I can't believe it. I mean, we're... You know, everyone's all focused on the holidays right now and, and the Thanksgiving hangover. And here we are now almost the end of the year. So uh, we'll get to our we'll get to our top moments of 2023. So with that, are we ready? I don't want to waste too much time off the top. Are we ready to get right into this top moments? Let's jump oh, in. Diving in. I'm ready. All right. So so just a quick recap before we get into into a preview of everything coming up in Myrtle Beach next week. We thought we would have fun and and kind of look back on some of our favorite moments of 2023. Um, I quickly went through some this morning. I'm sure I'm going to leave some out. So I can't wait to hear what you guys have have for your favorite moments. I tried to pick out a couple that maybe are different because I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll have a lot of overlap between the three of us because we're all there at most all the same events. But all right. So who's going first on this? Go ahead, Trey. I'll go. Um, so I had a couple of my favorite moments are like kind of have the finally feeling, right? It's like okay. finally like this, this, this happened. And so first, you know, I think one of the biggest stories of the year and something that that was just amazing to see across the number of years that it grow into this was just like the fact that we talk about a doubles team put together the best season of all time. It probably wasn't who you thought it would be at the beginning of the season, right? And when you went back, you wouldn't say, this team is going to be the best team in the world, no doubt about it. So what Eddie Grindersleeve and Caleb Batson were able to do across an entire year and, like, see how they grew up. Like, I remember back in Austin, Texas, seeing Caleb Batson break out for the first time at a pro shootout, and he was this hot shot 16-year-old or 15-year-old or whatever it was that everybody was – and then, and then all of a sudden he plays with Eddie Grindersleeve next year and it becomes this like, you know, 
Jedi Padawan, Jedi Master type of relationship, <laughs> right? And then just to yeah. see them finally put it all together and become like a dominant team, I thought was really, really special um, and amazing to see. I thought we had to wait an entire year to see Shamar Moore on the ESPN stage. He yeah. wins. He wins his prelim. People forget this. He won his Super Bowl prelim back in May of 2022, then gets COVID, can't compete at the 2022 Super Bowl championship. That's right. So then he had to wait an entire year to end up on the main stage. So literally from the moment Shamar Moore won, it took him a year and a half almost to get all the way to that main stage. And for, for me, it was kind of cool of like that. Finally, we get to see the guy that the celebrity that's put so much heart and so much soul into this sport finally be able to showcase his skills. And of course, you know, didn't he start the game with a four bagger? I mean, like yes, yes. <laughs> that aspect of it, I thought was just was just, you know, the, the, the coolest thing ever. You know, obviously that was great games there was the the, the emergence of, of jacob gore which was was super cool to see there was make him stop jeff he's taking them all he's taking them all make i him know stop. i know he's already taken two of mine yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I there was a lot but i think those two in particular felt like the finally moment that was that was uh that was big yeah all right so for the, for the sake of time let's keep moving on because literally we could spend an entire show i mean we could oh, literally yeah. do four segments on this spend an hour talking about our top moments from 2023 because there were so many um i knew we we're gonna have some overlap and yeah you already stole two of mine i wrote i wrote down about five or six so i'm good uh, all right anthony uh any any different ones from trey i'm sure i'm sure from the shootout side maybe we had we had some great moments this year on the shootout yeah just a couple comments on the ones he mentioned already yeah definitely grindersleeve batson was on my list to me it's just i don't think you get better chemistry in a team there's so much history there uh there's roles there's mentor mentorships involved you know where you've kind of trained the apprentice who's now better uh you know than the trainer uh kind of thing i I love that whole storyline um and the fact that they were kind of not sleeping on them, but you know we're picking doubles teams to win nationals. It's not necessarily going to Grindersley Batson at the beginning until they right. got on a roll. Love that whole storyline. Loved, loved the MVP race to the end with Mark Richards and Tony Smith. How that uh, voting basically came down to a tie, and then it kind of went to this tiebreaker, and then ultimately uh, Tony Smith winning it, and then having the run that he did. Uh, at Worlds, um, you know, his performance, both of them. So that was really, really cool. And then to feed off of Jake Gore, you know, just in the interest of the game growing in general and always looking for who's the next star to be, um, you know, we had like an Alan Rawls. Uh, I, I love the storyline attached to him and how he broke out last season. Gavin Cano, you know, how he kind of grinded, grinded, made that run at the World Championship, winning his bracket, you know, two points away, three points away, two points away, for making a world championship final, um, you know, then maybe like a Sammy Soto winning the USA Juniors Juniors Championship, maybe foreshadowing uh, another up-and-comer as a rookie coming into the league. Ryan Trader, you know, showing up twice on the USAC uh, Championship Series. So yeah. those were really cool uh, breakout moments for me for those players, and I, I love seeing those get new faces in the mix, new people to cheer for, new styles of game, and keep it fresh. All right, I've actually got some different ones. Uh, you stole you stole one of my top ones, though. Uh, so ah. just to feed off what you were just saying, and, and I'll just I'll just expound upon it a little bit. Tony Smith, 
Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but but when I when I go back to my favorite moments of 2023, that was probably one of my favorite off the board or off the courts moments to see to to not not only to see the season he put together, but to see the emotion on his face when he won. It meant something. It meant something to him, and I, th- I think that's a real testament to the growth of the sport and how serious so many of these pros are taking it, don't you think? I mean, when he was announced as the winner, he 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 broke down, and I loved seeing that emotion because it meant it meant something to him. I loved, I absolutely loved that moment. I thought that was one of my favorites. He's getting better at the speeches. He uh, when yeah. we handed him the mic, you know, at the beginning it was like he just kind of laughed, and there was this silence. But he's getting better at the the speech part of it. He's going to be good, I think, moving forward in interviews. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, Caleb Batson. I, I, I mean, j- just to what what you were saying, Trey. And then I'll get to mine here. Um, with Caleb, I, I think the first time I ever really truly watched him play was at your insistence, basically, because I think we were in Wichita. It was maybe two or three years ago. And yeah, he was 14, 15 years old. He looked like a man child. I'm like, no way he's only 14 or 15. <laughs> and you're like, dude, go watch him. He's playing on that court over there in the corner of the arena. Go watch him play. I did. And from that moment on, I mean, his bag looked the same then as it does now. I mean, he was throwing a flat bag. I mean, just an incredible form from from the time he was literally a teenager. And still a teenager. So yeah, I mean, we never we never picked him. Bernie and I always joked on borderline because when we do our picks, I don't think I ever picked Caleb and and Eddie to win ever. And all they kept doing was win, win, win. And and the same thing with Alan Rawls. I mean, he probably hates this, but on borderline, I call him Brock Purdy, right? Because no one believes in Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah, right? he, but yet, but yet he does it every week. So so Alan Rawls is my Brock Purdy, and that's what I call him every week on borderline. So he was a great story. All right, just a couple more and then we'll move on. Um, uh, on the shootout side, Anthony, we had we had some some great moments, right? Oh yeah, um, the Buffalo Bills guys, one of my top. Oh my gosh! And, and I can't mention one of them. They were all great. We went out to dinner with them. They all hung out with us. We went out for a beer afterwards. I think it's okay to say that. I mean, they were great, Trey. They were awesome. Not only were they good players, but they took it seriously. They loved the sport. They loved the game. They're big time celebrity pro athletes. I mean, it was it was a great moment. So the icing so on the that. cake for that one was late night. We're hanging out in the bar, like you were saying an old school late nineties, early or uh, late eighties, early nineties rap song comes on and who's over there getting his yes. dance on, but Stacy more, my, Stacey that guy Moore. can move. Yeah. That guy can move. So I was like, Oh, this just topped the whole weekend off. I'm like, I'm in good shape. This is, awesome. that was good. And then to see the, and then, and then to see the guys from Buffalo from the Buffalo bills behind the scenes, just kind of, just kind of egging them on. Right. I mean, yeah. Just, just yeah. Put, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then just a couple more. Just, I, know, I know we got to keep moving, but um, uh, Jake Gore, that was one of mine. Uh, Justin Burton Jr. sweeping the first national. Like, yeah. I can't wait for We got to wait some time still, but I can't wait to see who's going to be that breakout guy that no one's talking about right now. I mean, I know in Texas they were talking about JBJ. I didn't know much about him. And to see him sweep that first event, I loved it. Uh, and, and so, you know, who, who's going to be that person that surprises us all again? Um, Two more things real quick. The Pennsylvania Ringers. I mean, when you talk about the top moments of 2023, uh, to win that team's championship in that new format, to win a world championship in any sport is amazing. So that was one of my favorite moments. And then number one, guys, I mean, it's got to be Dayton Weber, right? And, I, and, I, and I've, I've put this on social media and yeah. talked about it. But of all my sports broadcasting moments, just for me personally, um, I, I can't think of a better sports moment that I've broadcast than that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure anyone who watched that or who will, who was there will ever see anything like that again. So to me, I mean, of all the great moments in 2023, that's, that's gotta be my, my number one. That was amazing. And it went down at uh, arguably one of the best 
venue setups, right? Wasn't that at yes. was that at Summerfest outside? Summerfest. The environment yep. was badass, and then yeah, that whole that whole experience was awesome. Yeah, that was that was that was amazing. So just a quick little recap on 2023 and Trey. I know I Trey's smiling, but right now in the back of his head, he's like, dude, you need to like move it. Like, like start getting <laughs> Oh the show no, going. trust me. Yeah, you, you, you don't you don't see our run of shows, Jeff. Like, but we're late sometimes, and it ends up and it's it's most of the time my fault anyway. So like I <laughs> Okay, good. I feel Michelle bad. Michelle will already, cut Anthony like, off. Yeah, if, you, if, you get, if we get to a segment, yeah, yeah, it'll be like she'll like ask me a question, I'll answer, and then she'll be like, Okay, next segment, and answer will be there, like, All right, well, I guess I'm not answering this one. Yeah, yeah, y'all show is like very structured. I mean, very structured. Yeah. So I, we're already three minutes off, and I'm like, All kinds of stress now. We're three minutes behind. No, you're one minute off. You're one minute off. You're good. You're good. Okay, good. All right. Well, I mean, so much fun, and, and and I cannot wait to start this to start the season with you guys again. So just to, just a quick little recap for 2023. All right. So the main event coming up here in Myrtle Beach, um, obviously there is an open, and again the opens um, have have been terrific, right? And, and the competition gets better and better, like we talk about. But obviously the headliner this uh, this next week in Myrtle Beach is going to be the not only college but the high school championships as well. So let's just kind of start getting into this a little bit, Trey. Um, and we'll start we'll start with you. This is going to kind of be your segment. Um, I mean, you're you're the guy who really gets to dive in and scout and and talk to and and uh, get kind of a beat on these on these players. But um, on the college side, I feel like I feel like we probably have a a, a pretty good hand on who's who's coming back. Um, some players who we think are going to you know be able to maybe take their game to a next level who now are going to have some broadcast court experience maybe, and maybe, you know, be able to, to, uh, to really vie for a championship, but the high schools, man, the sport has exploded at the high school level, some incredible talent. We'll talk more about that later, but give us a little preview on, on what you've got coming up uh, for both the high school and the college college players to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like in, in, you know, I'm taking on more of an active role with high school and college now. So like seeing it, being able to see some of these names and see that, you know, helping to build these programs and things like that, it's exciting. And so there's two big things I wanted to highlight, like before I even get into top players, uh, number one, for the first time ever, the national high school championship is going to be broadcasted on television. So four hours of wow. coverage in previous years, it would have been two hours for college singles and two hours for college doubles. And now this year with that four hours, we're actually going to split it into four one hour shows. There's going to be a college singles, a college doubles, a high school singles and a high school doubles broadcast all, right, all one all hour right. long, all of them showcasing the semifinals and the finals on the biggest stage. And I think that's really important and big for the sport to see a lot of these high school singles um, competing. And because of that, you know, you will have over 40 of the best high school cornhole players from across the country traveling in town to compete in this for a chance to get on on television. I think that's 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 really, really cool and really special. The other element that's exciting, not only on the college side, but on the high school side is I know there's at least two full time head coaches for cornhole teams that will be in attendance that are there to scout cornhole players for their teams. And that's incredible. And I think that's super exciting and shows you the next evolution yeah. of this sport. And there's going to be, you know, there's going to be scholarships awarded this weekend because wow. uh, of, of how people perform. And I think that's something that's really, really exciting and really special. And a lot of people can't even wrap their minds around it, but it's the truth. People are, you know, th this sport is growing at that collegiate high school level and, and more and more exciting things are going to come because of it. So um, those are two really exciting things. Now, as we dive into the players, 
there's still some names that people should be, you know, people should be watching and expecting to perform really, really well when it comes to these events. I mean, if we start on the high school side, I'm looking at some names. Anytime you see Jaden Ellis in the field, <laughs> you yeah. have to recognize that he's probably going to be something that a lot of people are watching. Again, going back to this past season, this is someone based on U18 re restrictions was kind of the last one not to make it in as an ACL pro. He is an elite player or has signed up to be an elite player. And so he has the ability to compete at that highest level. This is someone that I think has the ability to win this entire thing. A lot of eyes will be on Jaden Ellis on the high school side. Um, other names to keep in mind that may be familiar. Caden Blencow. Caden is the high school national champion from last season. So he is coming back from 2022 to try and defend his title. He's trying to do it now on an ESPN broadcast. If he had done exactly the same thing last year that he does this year, he's on television for the first time and makes a really, really big um, uh, uh, impression on everybody. Landon Bass is another player. This is an elite player that has been added to the Virginia Cutters. If you're familiar with the team's play that's been going on this year, him and Justin Stranger took down Frank Maudlin and Jamie Graham at the last team's event in Richmond, Virginia. So Landon Bass already having some experience competing against pro-level players and having some su success doing it. Um, Eli Slobom. Yes, that's that is an uncommon last name. You that is the younger brother be. of Austin Slobon. So we talk about Austin Slobon making it. his way through the college ranks. Oh yeah. Jeff's face just lit up if you're listening on the audio only version. You know how much oh, yeah. Jeff McCarriger loves the Slobon family. So he's gonna get a chance <laughs> to possibly call Eli Slobom, who has a really high level of skill like his brother. He could be somebody that we certainly look I out love for. that. I love, you know, Austin, Austin was just so engaging. He was such an engaging personality when he was on TV. And I, and I think that's why I loved him. I mean, right away, my family members, you know, jumped in and just loved the energy that he had on TV. So I hope Eli has some of that same thing. As a matter of fact, my, my, uh, my niece has diabetes. She had just been diagnosed and really, you know, she turns on the TV because she wants to watch uncle Jeff, but then she sees Austin Slobon falls in love with him. He signs a Jersey for her and we send it to her and makes her day. I mean, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's just, just, I, I, I that's why, that's one of the reasons why I, I love this sport is because not only of how they play, but just how engaging they can be to watch, you know, in their stories. And Austin was kind of that guy. He just kind of captured a lot of our attentions across the country. I mean, it was really, it was really yeah. great. So no pressure, Eli, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Austin became a sensation and it's crazy, Jeff. When I look through, I did this exercise the other day. And I started counting how many people and how many recognizable names went through the college program. And it's starting to grow to a pretty significant margin. I mean, people forget, you know, that um, you had a, a, a championship event not too long ago that featured Kobe Costanza, Logan Chamberlain and yes. Ben Brown yes. as your, as your, your collegiate championship finalists. And you're saying to yourself, that's a pretty, that's three pretty big names. I mean, we're talking about right now in our current game today, Logan Chamberlain, you know, a little foreshadowing. He's, he's pretty high up on my power rankings list about a given doubles in a little bit later. Right. So um, I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. I love that. Maybe, maybe in one more, you know, another one more name 
that is uh, again kind of close to the, the ACL family is is uh, Hayden Gonzalez, uh, son of Michael Gonzalez, national director. Hayden slowly putting together a really tough resume. He won the conference up there in doubles not too long ago. So we're talking about someone not just at a high school level, but against all of the best players from a particular region in the country is able to come out and be the best team, be on the best team of players for that entire span. So Hayden Gonzalez, somebody that I'm certainly looking out for on the high school side as well. I mean, the high school side has got some big names. It's got some big, big names, names, Anthony. Yeah, some of the other names sticking out to me. Uh, obviously, uh, you mentioned the big ones. Uh, also, to- I see this kid, Tony Forbes, on this list. I got to see him uh, throw a match against Gavin Hammond at Worlds uh, in the singles bracket. It was it was an awesome match. Came down to the end. Gavin had a chance to win it multiple times, but Tony Forbes ends up getting the win, and he's got all the shots, another Young talent. I'd watch out for this kid. Uh, he, he's super, super good. Who is ESPN Jackson? I keep seeing that one. Do you know who that is? Who I is don't. That? I've so seen it a, too. He's a talented young player. There's, there. I know there's some schools out here trying to recruit him as well. I mean, he's, he's a, he's, he, he is a talented kid. He's, he's, um, you know, he throws a nice bag. He's had some decent showings at some open events. I mean, he's not. He, he's someone that has the potential to sneak into that broadcast if he has a really good day. Now, is he going to be a favorite on my side to win it? No, but if he gets a favorable draw and he plays some really good games, I think it's someone who's skilled enough to make it there. Where, do you know what's, where his, the, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it's Espen. Like, he goes by Espen. Like, uh, I, 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 pretty sure that's when i first saw it i was like is jackson gore got an alternate like profile you know that he's laying under that's what i was thinking but no like his actual he's he's from um he's from mississippi huh oh my gosh it's it's so funny because doing the broadcast yeah i mean doing so many broadcasts right whether it's cornhole football basketball baseball i i run across new names all the time just had a basketball game last week where the guy's first name was po boy and yes that's his legal first name <laughs> was was po boy does that to their kid p-o apostrophe b-o-i-g-h po boy so so i i've i've seen it all but i have not seen espen before i've not seen espn yep Yep, I believe yeah, that's, that's, so his, that's his real name. It's not a, it's not a uh, like a nickname or anything like that for somebody else. It is wow, straight up Espen. So before we move on to before we move on to your college prospects and and some names to watch, why just real quick, why why the the effort and why uh, you know this year was the decision made to kind of split it and and give so much national TV coverage now and attention to the high school ranks. Yeah, uh, part of it is because, you know, me taking over the high school program, we got to just pump some effort into this baby. Let's like, go. let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's important. Um, there's going to be a new emphasis uh, over the coming years. And and this is part of, you know, some things that we're going to roll out in 2024 that I'm excited about and we can talk more about. But um, to an extent, we need to get back to our roots, I think, in some instances and really focus on growing the game at the grassroots level and increasing participation across the board of people playing cornhole. And so how do we do that? We do it through our different initiatives. Um, and we can do that through USA Cornhole at the juniors level, identifying the best you know, juniors players across the country. At the high school level, it's getting cornhole into schools across the country. And at the collegiate level, helping colleges establish teams 
um, and, and get kids playing that way as well. So across all of those different initiatives, we realize that it's important. And if you're, if they're important, then you have to prioritize them in some way. So the idea was if high school is going to be treated just as important as ACL college, then they should share a platform and the ability to reach a new audience. Wow. What a, what a huge opportunity for these kids to get national TV exposure in high school. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I no could never doubt. handle that. I, there's no way I could handle something like that. Hey, Jeff, before you before you move on to just, just to kind of finish out the list here, and this is Trey was saying how stacked this high school field is. Landon yeah. Bass in the field. Tyler Cox. Cannon Hatcher is a beast. He's out there. Caleb Rogers can play. Uh, Anthony Estridge, he, he showed out at Worlds. I think it was in doubles. He can play. But it's two guys that I don't see on the list that's really bothering me. And I just sent him a text. I'm like, I'm, I'm on the show live right now with Trey Ryder and Jeff McGarriger. And we're going through this roster. I do not see you on the high school roster. And that's Gavin Hammond and Jackson Remick. These are previous national high school champs. We just saw Jackson Remick break out and win a huge conference. Gavin and Jackson are partners. And they made it all the way to, I want to say it was a bracket final at a big event recently. So... No response yet. They're probably taking their finals in class right now. But what the <laughs> heck? What the? I, I don't know why I don't see them on the list. I'm I'm a little bothered here. I think last year the school sent them, and they didn't send them this year. Ah, okay. So that could have been part of it. Yep. Could yeah. Be. All right. Let's keep moving. We got a few more minutes left in this segment. So and a, and a lot to get to here on the college side because I'm sure there are going to be some big names and some really hungry players coming back to try and win a national championship. This has been so much fun. Uh, this this uh, is a broadcast that holds a, a, a really soft place in my heart because I think it was the first broadcast you and I ever did, Trey. It is. Uh, was, was doing a college championship. And to see just – in well, it's hard to believe this is going to be my fifth season now with, with you doing this. But it, it's it's – it's been so much fun to see how this has grown and how when it first started, you know, and that, that's one of the great things about this, as most people are watching the show know, it doesn't matter whether you're playing, you know, for Trident Tech, which is right down the road from me here in Charleston, or you're playing for Auburn, you got a chance to win it. And, and we saw some really obscure schools kind of win it. And now all of a sudden the SEC, right? Just like they do in football, yeah. the SEC now is taking over here in Cornhole. And they've got a string of championships. This is going to be so much fun to watch this and to see uh, some names come back. I know there's a lot of hungry players out there uh, and some big names returning. So, Trey, with that, on the college side, who are you looking at coming up next week? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a balance of newcomers versus returning players. So if I look at the returning players, you got to look first at Cole Brewer. Okay, Cole Brewer, he wins the singles national championship last year. He's back. He's got to be the favorite, right? I mean, he's, yeah. he's someone that's at the top of everybody's list. You expect him to compete at a really high level. And I know he's going to be hungry to try to win and do exactly the same thing all over again. You have Kimberly Jenkins the first ever female to make it into the final eight, the quarterfinals in singles uh, as a female player into college singles. She's back. I know she's ready. She's hungry. She wants to win this entire thing because um, she's got pro aspirations, right? She's got pro aspirations. So is this a last opportunity for her to compete at this level? You also look, um, I would, Chris Fagan. Chris Fagan is back. And competing again, he competed last year. Um, he competed again. He's going to compete again this year. He's got an opportunity to win the entire thing. We've seen this guy compete at open levels at a really high level. And honestly, he was probably the favorite last year. Yes. But on it, he just came up a little bit short and didn't have the best 
you know, a great finish when it came to um, his finals match against Cole Brewer. So Cole Brewer able to, to finish it off there. So Chris Fagan is going to be. How, how uh, much eligibility does he have left? He's like the quarterback who plays at Clemson for six years. <laughs> yeah, he had to, he actually had to submit a waiver that did get approved by the college council. So he his did waiver he was year? approved. Yes, his is waiver was approved. Is he a super senior? Did he get a COVID year? Yeah, well, see, see, the thing is, he's only only used one year of his eligibility. But I would the last person I was going to get is in his fifth and final year of eligibility, the first five year starter in college history. <laughs> Noah Hughes is back trying oh, yeah. to yes. win that, trying to win his first ever collegiate national championship. So he is there. You only get five years. The, the, the eligibility requirements put out by the college council says five years is the max. So no use using, use, using <laughs> his fifth and final year. Uh, aside from them, it's people that jumping into it, um, you know, uh, uh, that, that have not competed before. Austin Waskow is a name that I'm looking at. He is a player out of Texas. He was just picked up. He is an elite player, was picked up by the Texas Bully Baggers. So this is someone that um, can be called up to compete as an amateur for a professional team. So I look for him to be someone that's going to be really tough to, to compete against and someone that I don't know a ton about, but certainly someone that's going to uh, drive a lot of eyeballs when it comes to, to watching them play. Oklahoma State is going to be bringing a ton of players again, as well as Adrian College setting a, sending two teams again to compete in this national championship. So it's uh, it's it's going to be a fun one to watch. All right, Anthony, any other uh, names that stick out to you other than what, other than what Trey said? Yeah, just, just overall, it, it, the college field looks pretty light compared to the high school field, in my opinion. It's really easy wow. to go through the high school roster and go, this guy showed out at Worlds. This guy made an open bracket final. This guy went deep in doubles at Worlds. Like, I can go down that list and see that. So that, that high school team is pretty tough. We're scratching, stretching for players that we don't. But you don't ever know. That's what's cool about this sport is you get out there and some rando comes out and you're like, whoa, we didn't see that guy coming. So anything can happen. Teams-wise, real quick, Trey, any, 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 I mean, we've seen the SEC, like I said, I was joking, but not. All of a sudden, they've made this big run, right? Do you have any favorites on the team side? I mean, is the SEC going to show up with somebody again or is it going to be, is it going to be Adrian College? Are we going to go back on the smaller school side again? Yeah, I don't know. I think, to be honest with you, I don't know if we go SEC again just because Tennessee has graduated their player. They got pros now. Nick Moore is an ACL pro this year. Yeah. Angel yep. Camarena from last year, he's an ACL pro. So South Carolina, thank God, is done winning anything. Um, and I'm a Clemson fan, guys. You got to get yeah. that joke. Um, and uh, uh, but But you know what? I think the favorite team has got to be Oklahoma State. I think they're the most well-rounded team. They they lost in the finals last year. They return most of the players from last year to this year. So I think they're going to be a very stout team to play. And then Adrian College is probably that that number two right up behind him. Wouldn't surprise me if that's your finals right there. Anthony, any, any other teams that stick out to you that you can think of? I mean, Oklahoma State, I think Trey is right. I mean, they got, they got to have a, a huge shot to win this here. Yeah, Trey's the expert on this one. I'm going to roll with what he said. All right, we're going with Oklahoma State. All right, again, again, four hours of ESPN coverage from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2 on both the 28th and the 29th. So, again, four hours of coverage, 7 to 9 Eastern, ESPN2 on the 28th and 29th. Again, college and high school championships this season. That's going to be a, 
a ton of fun to watch. All right, so good preview there of uh, the high school and the colleges. So now, again, just such a huge event. And on top of all of the high school and college stuff, um, the Open, right? Um, the Open is going to be there this weekend. And, and Bernie and I have talked about this on Borderline. Um, Trey, I really like, I mean, you know, it's, it's, the league is always a work in progress. You guys are always tweaking everything. And and with this new pro series that, that is now going to be part of the new schedule. Um, I, I think it's really putting together like a really great regular season. It's almost like golf. Like all of these events are going to be great. So whether it's, you know, the, one of the opening ones out in Maui or whether it's in Scottsdale or whether it's a major, there's going to be a reason to watch every single one of these events. So the opens I think are almost going to take maybe more significance to kind of lead up to this pro series. So these opens to me, I've, I've really been enjoying seeing the results and what's come out of these. So another big open coming up in Myrtle beach, um, obviously next weekend or next week. Um, that's, that'd be fun to follow, but all right. So let's get to the pro doubles. Um, or no, you want to do buy or sell first or the, or the rankings first? We'll do buy or sell. Buy or sell. Okay. Let's do buy or sell first. Then we'll talk more about the open. Uh, cause these are going to be good too. So, all right. So buy or sell. Um, and this is a name that, that you already brought up. So Trey, we'll just start with you. So buy or sell the first one, Jaden Ellis should be the favorite to win high school singles. And I think we already know your answer. Yeah, I'm going to buy this one. This is a player, again, was right on the fringe of being a professional player. I looked through that list at the high school side. There's certainly some players that can flirt with that. I side with Anthony in the fact that if Jackson Remick and Gavin Hammond were there, I would sell this. They're not there, so I am buying it. All right, Anthony. Yeah, absolutely. Buying his age is the only reason he's not a pro. I mean, look at this kid. He's already beating the best players in the world. He just beat Steven Bernasette, a national champ, and Joe Neistat, a top 10 player from last year in his conference this month. Uh, this kid is the, the reigning world's singles champ. He won his bracket in doubles. I mean, if you look at the resume, it goes on and on. And who did he beat in the singles final at Worlds? Jeremiah Ellis, the guy that we are talking a lot about. So that is the caliber of player you're going to get from a Jaden Ellis. Buy all day. All right. That does not surprise me. All right. Buy or sell. Noah Hughes. And I think we may know the answer to this one as well. Noah Hughes in his fifth and final year, the super senior fifth and final year of eligibility will have his best finish. All right, Trey, what do you think? You were just talking about him. Uh, Unfortunately, I think I'm going to sell. Um, ah. I just, I, 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 he had a really good finish his, his first two years and the talent has gotten better around him. I'm not sure if statistically his performances and his practice and everything outside of this event has been at that same level. We didn't see him finish that well last year in his year. Number four, I think it's gonna be tough to live it up to, uh, what he did early in his collegiate career. I'm going to sell. Yeah. Th- this is always a tough one. When you take a player versus the field, you know, I mean, that was always the bet when when Tiger was playing. I mean, you know, yeah. do, do you take the field or do you take Tiger? I mean, it was a little bit easier with that one, but t- tough when you got the whole field. That's going to be a good one. Uh, what do you think, Anthony? Buy or sell on that? Not a good sign when you look into player history. I'm going to go in and I'm going to search for Noah Hughes' activity this season in 2023. Blank. Yeah. If I look him up in the open singles rankings, he does not exist. Now his name is Noah. And we know in this game, if your name is Noah, you're going to be a good player. So he's got that going for him, but I'm going to sell as well. All right. Moving on to, uh, again, buy or sell. Here we go. Kimberly Jenkins, another name that we were just talking about. 
will top her Elite Eight finish from last season. And Trey, again, we'll start with you. I know she was super disappointed with that outcome last year. Yeah, I think I'm going to end up selling this because I think she's probably going to be about the same. So topping it, I'm, I'm going to say is going to be tough. I really still think you're talking about a Cole Brewer, or Chris Fagan. Those are your two headliners. And, you know, aside from that, you still have some really good names in there that we already talked about that I think you're going to put up a pretty good fight. So in order to get into that semifinal, it's going to take a lot, a lot of hard work and a, a throwing at a really high level. For now, I'll sell. Wouldn't shock me if she gets into a semifinal, but I think it's going to be very difficult. All right, Anthony, I, th I think you brought up a great point about Noah. Um, you got to put in the work. You've got <laughs> to get better. I mean, the, the, way, the way that the game is constantly just on this trajectory, right? I mean, you've got to do something to continue to make yourself better. So has Kimberly done enough during the offseason since last time we saw her on national TV to, to improve on what she did last year? Yeah, this girl's working. There's no doubt that she is constantly grinding at this game. Uh, she was one game away from the King Seat. That's when she came on my radar at Worlds, one win away from a King Seat match in doubles. Um, and her partner was Angel Camarena, who's a pro now. Um, she made a decent run in singles. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my Trevor Brooks hat on right now. Trevor Brooks is gonna answer buy or sell on this. He's going to buy this. Trevor Brooks is saying uh, Kimberly Jenkins is going to be the next great female pro in this game. So Trevor Brooks is going to buy. Wow. All right. I like it. By the way, what was that last name you said just a minute ago? Brooks? No. <laughs> no, the one before that. Oh, Camarena. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like it. Did, did that roll off too weird? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it was good. No, it was good. Yeah. Jeff wants you to say it like 35 more times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I could just record that and play it back later, that was impressive. Nice. All right. Uh, let's see. Next one. All right. So Cole Brewer, again, just talked about it. Cole Brewer is the favorite to repeat as back-to-back -back college singles national champion. All right, Trey, can you do it again? I am going to sell this one. Oh, I yeah. Think Whoa. I think um, I think Chris Fagan should be the favorite. He now has the experience. He was the best player uh, that competed last year, but he didn't. He was not the best player on the broadcast court. Chris Fagan has now had the experience of playing USA Forces because he was in the military, and that's why his collegiate attendance was later in life. And so he's played at the USA Forces broadcast. He's played on you know a college singles broadcast, both of which he came up short. So I think this is finally his opportunity to put it all together on that broadcast court. So I'm going to sell uh, Chris Fagan's your favorite. Ah, interesting. All right, Anthony, what are your thoughts? Trevor's on, or uh, uh, Trey's on that same path that I am. You go to the bottom of the registration. You got Chris Fagan there. That finals match, Chris Fagan went in super hot. He was the best player in the field going into that. Now I'm going to call Chris Fagan out a little bit because, and he'll tell you himself, he came up to me right after that broadcast match and he said, I sold. And what happened on the USA Cornhole match? He sold. He threw, I want to say it was like two bags, like short and off the side of the board in one round yes. as soon as he got on TV. So Chris Fagan is dealing with the pressure of being on a broadcast. But I think he's going to overcome this, and he's going to end up being your champ. Retribution. This guy wants to uh, wants that to run that back, and he wants yeah. Cole Brewer in the final. Yeah, guys, that's one of my favorite things in the sport is to see the nerves, right? Just take over somebody, just consume them on national TV the first time they're on. But slowly, what happens? They figure it out. 
You have to learn how to play on stage. You have to learn how to win. Again, we talk about this on our podcast all the time. I use Fisher Hamilton as, as a great example of this. At some point, you get upset with yourself, and you're like, okay, enough is enough. I'm done with the nerves. Let's go and get this done. So, Anthony, is, is this finally going to be that year where Chris Fagan puts the nerves away, gets upset with himself? I mean, you could literally see Fisher get angry with himself last yeah. year and say, come on, like, like, stop it. It's time to finish. So will Fagan be able to do that and finish this year? That's got that's, to. Yep, that'll be it's it's it is. It's it's time for him to be that next person to do that. All right. Last one here. Buy or sell the high school field. And I think you kind of touched both. Of you guys touched on this a little bit earlier. The high school field is deeper than the college field. Buy or sell, Trey? Easy buy, yeah. loaded. Easy buy. Yeah, that's that's uh, maybe maybe I maybe this is a little uh, tease to the hot takes. Are we are we gonna see something big from a high school player this year? <laughs> is is the is the field that big? I don't know. We'll find out. All right, that concludes buy or sell. So moving on again. I was just talking about this. The open is gonna be huge. So let's let's spend a little bit of time here. Um, on our ACL Pro Doubles Power Rankings. And I cannot wait to see that. You know, it's so hard to do singles power rankings, right? <laughs> this is I mean, harder. Hard, this is yeah, harder. I, I was just going to say, it's hard enough when you're on the single side. Double side, this is so tough to do. All right, so doubles power rankings. I cannot wait to see this. All right, who wants to go first? Anthony, you want to go first since Trey's been going first? Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's um, switch it up. Anthony, you go first. So we did this back in early November or so, right? We've had some some time under our some opens and whatever, so we're going to kind of reshuffle the deck here a little bit. Uh, my number one doesn't change. I said it on the last podcast. These players can do nothing until the first national, and they're still going to be not my number one. Grindersleeve and Batson, they deserve this. Reigning world champs, three in a row. You just can't deny uh, what they have going on there as a doubles team. Richard Smith, second. I think that's kind of an obvious. Most people would put them number one. Uh, sure, absolutely. Put them one or two. Doesn't matter. Uh, last time I had Chamberlain Burton Jr. in third. I'm actually going to swap them with who I had in fourth. I'm moving Kano and Hamilton up a spot. Why? Because Gavin Kano is absolutely slaying the game right now. He yeah. continues to improve. And we know Fisher Hamilton is just going to be a dominant force. Where on the other side, we see JBJ just slipping a little bit. I mean, yeah, is, he, is there a question he's going to be a top 15 player? I don't think so. But we saw him drop out of some of the top 10 rankings in singles, just slipping a little bit. Whereas Chamberlain's really holding steady if not improving. That one's a super close one. I'm going to give the nod to uh, Kano and Hamilton. Harbaugh and Malone at five. I'm excited to see these guys in 2024. Um, we know that they are better doubles players and singles players, but they're amazing single players as well. They could easily take a top three spot, but certainly in the top five. Number six, I'm going to go Thorne and Jake Gore right now. Jake Gore playing, you know, like a top five player again. Um, Hunter Thorne, if he continues to do what he did last season, these guys are going to definitely find themselves in top 10. I'm going to give them all the way to six. Rawls and Kingsbury, uh, another team that we just overlook, underrated, not going to happen. Uh, they're going to be in my top 10 at seven. Trader and Hicks uh, fall a little bit. I had them at seven last time. They're going to drop to eight. Um, we know that these young juniors have a ton of talent. Hicks, uh, you know, seems to be fading just a little bit. This is a guy where I had in my top 10 as a rookie. Still finished the year amazing. Top 15 player. We saw Trader come out and win an open, win a bracket. He's got ESPN uh, exposure. They're going to be a tough team. I think they're deserving of top 10. Uh, Sammy Soto, we mentioned him a little bit earlier, breaking out on USA on the USAC, USA Cornhole event. 
And I think Jackson Gore is on his way back. He's on a comeback trail here in 2024. We're seeing uh, him perform at a high level. I think the two of those guys are going to be dangerous. And they did really, really good work at open number one in Rock Hill when we cracked off the uh, the draft at the beginning of the season. Number 10 is tough. I mean, you know, we've got the Creek Killer Windsors out there. Birchfield Hissner, Wilson Sims, um, you know, Joe Kay and Jordan Power made a run. Halbert Trezinski. This one's hard. I'm going to throw in the two Ryans. They did really, really well at open number one in singles. Um, both won their bracket or at least made a bracket final. Ryan Wiedenfeld and Ryan Smith at number 10. Yeah, so, so tough. And, and and you know, for the Ryans, got off to a great start last year, right? And then we really didn't, I mean, they played well, but really did not see them uh, on the national scale again after that big that, that yep. big win early in the season. Hey, real quick, Anthony, before we move on to you, Trey, um, Mark and Tony, you've got them as number two. Um, any any word of caution on that at all? The fact that they just haven't ever played together. I mean, they're both really good players, as we well know, two of the best players in the in the world. I mean, do you do you foresee any speed bumps at all with with the new with the latest super team due to the fact they have not played at a high level together? I, th- I think chemistry is su- super important for Mark Richards, and I think he's building on that. Um, I yeah. mean, I've heard stories of him you know, visiting Tony Smith at home and then, you know, you know, talking and becoming closer off the boards. I think that's the key to that number one spot. That's super important for Richards. He's going to continue to build that. I am not concerned with them at all. I think by the time we kick this off in April, they're going to be a force to deal with. Oh my gosh. Of course, Mark is traveling and going and hanging out with Tony, right? (laughs) I mean, that's just... I mean, that's just like something Tom Brady would do, right? You hear stories about him hanging out, bringing his wide receivers in, going to visit them, taking them out for dinner, flying them around. I mean, of course Mark's doing that. He's such a pro. Such a pro. All right, Trey, it's difficult. Who you got here in your pro doubles power rankings? I can't wait to see Anthony's reaction to these because they're a little different. All right, here we go. We're not usually different. One through through five, we have the same five in a different order. I have number one. Justin Burton Jr. and Logan Chamberlain. What? I am going out of left field because I am saying I'm looking at these doubles teams as units and yeah. not the sum of in, individual players. If there's any team in the world I don't want to play right now, it's these two. And I think they are dynamic as individuals. When it comes to doubles, they are just Love aren't it. losing. They just aren't losing. Number two, I have the same number two. I have Mark Richards and Tony Smith. Okay, so I have them there at two. No, nothing to go there. I have Gavin Cano and Fisher Hamilton at three. I still wow. think they're a top three team, which means I have dropped Eddie Grindersley wow. and Caleb Batson all the way to four because I haven't seen them do anything yet since the world championships. It's temporary. They'll get there. They win one event. They're back at number one. No hesitation. There. Number five, I also have Malone and Harbaugh. Nothing really to say there. Here's where we get a little bit crazy. Number six, I have Jackson Gore and Sammy Soto. I've only seen them to compete once together. They came in second. And then after that, they just keep doing well. Sammy's killing it in Texas. Jack is still going at the top of the brackets. I think they're really good. Here's number seven was, yeah, number seven was not even in your top 10. But I said I needed them to keep hitting at a high level. I'm going Jordan Power, Joe Neistat. They had multiple finishes in the top five. And for me, that's good enough to put them in my top 10. Number eight, I got Brock Purdy and Chris Kingsbury. So, I mean, these guys are <laughs> – I got. I think these guys are just, just solid. All they do, they just put bags in the hole. They're not super fancy, but 
They've earned the respect to be there both as individuals and a unit as a team. Number nine, I cannot believe Anthony Ione did not have this team in his top 10. I have Ryan Windsor and Matthew Creekiller yep, as yep. a team. They're performing at a really high level. Ryan Windsor's playing the best he's played in years. Creek Killer is my only little mini question mark yes. here, but he's still a consistent player. He's a player. big question mark nine. for me. He's my big question mark. That's why he's 11-12. And then finally, number 10, I'm, I, I, you Don't heard do me it. talk. I put, I put him in my top five last week. Jeremiah Ellis it. and Ryan okay. Hart sitting oh, at okay. number 10. Yes. I think Jeremiah Ellis is real, real good, gentlemen. And I think him and Ryan Hart have earned a spot in my top Hey, and Ryan, Ryan had his moment last year. Yep. I mean, he's he's a guy who's been there now. We were just talking about this earlier, right? Getting that ex- getting that experience on national TV, and and not only did he get that experience, he killed it. Wow. All right. So no, did, did I hear this right? No Harbaugh and Malone in your top ten? No, they were my five. They were my five. They were okay. They were your five. Okay. All we right, had seven maybe. of the seven of the ten. He uh, he threw Creek Killer and Windsor in there, which was tough for me. Creek Killer is a big wild card. Joe K is a wild card. He's kind of slumping a little bit, and then Hart was a wild card for me just to put in top ten. All right. Yeah, All right, guys, I didn't gotta... have Thorn and Gore, so that was the weird one. Oh, that's me. Yes, I like it. I like I like your number one too, Trey. I like that. I like I like those two guys together. All right, we got to wrap things up here real quick with holy hot takes. All right, Anthony, we'll put you on the spot, and uh, you get to go first again. So, holy right. hot takes to wrap up twenty twenty three. The college college championship. I'm going to call the final. It's got to be Cole Brewer against Chris Fagan in the final. Chris Fagan's going to take it down this time. Let's go, boy. All right, Trey. Uh, Jeff McCarriger's love fest for the slow bombs continue. Uh, Eli Slowbomb, third place or better finish at the high school national championship. <laughs> All right. I love it. Hey, have we ever had a, and, and I'd have to look back. When, when was the last time we had a rookie? Like like a like a like a young rookie, like a high schooler or a college player win a national? Ooh. Is there anyone? Is there anyone this year that can do it? Oh yeah! All right, for the sake of time, because I know we're running out of it. That's my hot take. That's a can. One of, of these, yeah. one of these players that y'all are talking about is going to win on a big level this year. I mean, I, I, I'm just, you know, it's coming. We saw it in 2023. Is 2024 going to be the year when one of these young players gets on that national stage and finally wins a national? Watch, on, on national watch TV. a young Jaden Ellis come out of the elite bracket into the pro bracket and win the whole thing. Watch that. Wow. That's oh, cool. that is, that's that is a hot take. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one to end on. <laughs> All right. We got it. We got to get out of here. Hey guys, again, thanks for having me on uh, Mish. Hate that you couldn't make it. Uh, happy holidays, Mish to you and your family and, uh, and happy new year and guys, happy new year to you guys. Thanks for having me on and cannot wait to see you all again and do it again in Myrtle beach.